This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Home Soil. I'm Van Velding, and I have seen this episode since it originally aired. I'm Derek, and this is the first time seeing this episode. Alright, you ready? And three, two, one, engage. So th- this is a good episode? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a run-of-the-mill episode. I mean, not nothing particularly um, interesting, but nothing bad either, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's, if this is if this is average, it speaks highly for how far the series has come. How so? Far. Like, how do you mean? Because there have been some really bad episodes, <laughs> and this is, this is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay in our judgment. Yeah. So... Actually, this is probably above average when you grade it according to the rest of the series. Oh, really? It's it's fine to watch, I guess. Not not, not the series as a whole, but I mean the series so far. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's it's a fine episode to watch. People enjoy it. No one's ever like, oh gosh, home soil. But when people talk about you know a lot of the rough spots of episode of season one, yeah, you know there aren't a lot of bright spots which which are on the other side of the bell curve from this. If that makes yeah, sense. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I do kind of like how, like, uh, when, when, uh, they're, they're not getting a response, um, Data's like, I do sense life forms. <laughs> He's like, no, they're not dead. <laughs> and I kind of feel yeah. it's funny because that's important for them to say because I was totally expecting them to all be dead. <laughs> like, this that's, would just become a murder mystery. That's, um, it's pretty reasonable. Um, this whole terraforming thing is never brought back up, even though terraforming is a, a pretty cool yeah, thing. Yeah, it seems like you could use terraforming as a vehicle for a lot of conflicts um, that that would would be perfectly suitable in sci-fi. Um, you know, w- one of the things I, I kind of like about... This is a little weird because it's showcasing Troy's utility, but at the same time... Um, I don't know, it's just, it's just like, it's almost like he's like looking at her. Like, if you imagine every time Picard looks at her, that he's like turning on an on switch, like, of a lie detector, like, what did you think? <laughs> he's using the Picard equivalent version of Batman's detective vision from the Arkham Knight yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Where he's like, wait, is this guy a wall that I can blow up with my <laughs> And, you know, and, and that's the thing is, uh,. I mean, I think it's fine. It's fine that when she does this, like, in a general sense, but I would expect Picard to be able to just be able to detect, like, X, Y, and Z in a conversation and not have to continually say, what do you think, Troy? What about that, Troy? Are you good with that? It's, it, what about this one? But, I mean, one, he's not a psychic. Literally, she well, is. And she has one job on this <laughs> damn ship, and god damn it, she's no, gonna do it. No, her job is not lie detector. Her job is a counselor. It, it most certainly is, sir. <laughs> Exhibit A. Right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. This is an interesting shot. Like, I thought they were gonna fade out when they got to Riker's Naval, but no, they totally, like, let everyone cross, like, the camera, and then they faded out on Picard. Yeah, I like them actually showing like a shift change when they clear out the bridge. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of a human element, right? Again, it feels like there should just be a group of low-level officers that can go with Riker. It's like Riker, go go look into this. You're you're familiar. Yeah, with no, it, it, that is a good point because it's almost like anytime something big happens, it's like all right, I need thirty percent of the bridge like to leave or like yeah. 
60% of the bridge is gone and, and, and we're going to have a skeleton crew. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Don't we have, like, an entire ship with thousands of people? Like, can someone else go? Yeah. There's something called turnover. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, the, the new guy at the security station's like, yeah, why, why is there a blink? She's like, oh, yeah, the, the starboard phases are down for maintenance. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, there, I think there's a guy stuck in the locker somewhere. That that's that's it's it's Tim. He loves it. Yeah, yeah, no, just, yeah, love yeah I gotta be, I gotta be down to the planet. Yeah. Now. <laughs> there's a sticky on the back of the console for everything else. Just like the whole ship runs itself except the bridge. Like the bridge is like the only, the bridge and like the medical bay are like the only places where like things go wrong. Everything else is just seamless. <laughs> I mean, there's a thousand people on this ship. All of those stations involved in running the 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 ship have got to have a lot of little details going into them. Where you know you you should sit down for five minutes at the end of your shift and tell the next guy what's going yeah. on. I mean, I think you um, could kind of like I get how um, what like is is this? Would you consider this ensemble? Like it's an ensemble cast kind of deal. It tries, goddamn it. What? It tries, okay. goddamn it. Because um, I, I don't know if I, I guess I, I have a, a clear understanding of like an ensemble cast, but in my mind, um, it seems like you'd want them all to be like the head of like their respective departments, and the departments themselves are categorized. That way, when um, let's say Yar says no, like Yar has a number one, Data has a number one, and so you kind of have like a B squad that maybe gets characterization, um, and you don't have the entire bridge like cleared off when something goes wrong. <laughs> You absolutely should have that. Um, that that's the logical way to do this with different shifts and different total departments. Like data is just data for yeah, the yeah. I mean, series. well, I mean, data could probably. I mean, he probably doesn't sleep, right? He probably is just twenty four seven does his thing. Uh, he does not. He does not actually. Okay. It's established later in the series that he runs the night shift. Oh, okay. Uh, he he runs the bridge during the night shift. Nice. Which is like fantastic. Well, that means like he's kind of. When you guys doesn't that mean like when you guys launched the ship, <laughs> like did did you anticipate the data picking up the night ship? And you just did not not yeah. like a night. Yeah, crew? like what about Android rights? Have you thought of that? <laughs> you know the the thing I'm curious about now is uh, well, I mean, I guess what's interesting rather is uh, data. You know, basically has double the experience of everyone because he gets to do the night part and the day part. You know, like, so if he's got Possibly. ten years, he's really got twenty years commanding experience or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a reasonable, uh, reasonable assumption. Yeah. So I mean, really, the the ship only has one crisis at a time. Yeah. Sometimes it'll have a planet space crisis going on, like concurrently. Yeah. But again, if it's concurrent, data can't do. That. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's true. But, uh, I mean, he's yeah. not, like, when there are crises around, he's not missing out, like, administrative duties and all that kind of jazz. All the, the humdrum yeah. day-to-day things you got to get done. That's kind of interesting, this notion of, like, oh, we have all of this technology. Also, this big globe that um, <laughs> is just here. It, it block, like, we, can't, we have to walk around it. It's really big, and we don't, all it really does is let us analyze parts of the planet. Like, oh, so it's a hologram? No, no, it's... It's a physical globe. <laughs> well, why is it in the hologram? Yeah. Uh, budget cuts? Budget. Budget, yeah. But I, I like the idea, you know, that they're not just going, oh, yes, yeah, so this is our giant terraforming ray from space. Like, they're like, no, 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 we got to go down to the planet. Yeah. We got to work with soil. We got the huge computer banks. Yeah. Um, 
you know, very clearly, this is this is a process. This this feels like a realistic terraforming process. Yeah, um, I I, I would agree. I think that uh, they did a really good job of like making this technical without Star Trekky, like not or enterprisey rather. I love that like both Data and Joy are like, hey nerd, what's up? <laughs> like they can smell their own. <laughs> like hey, what are you doing, man? Like oh cool, power surgeons. Yeah, tell us more. Yeah. Ooh, hydraulic probes. I, uh... I love hydraulic probes. <laughs> it is weird that sometimes members of the Federation who are quite technical are surprised by the, the, the technical specifications of equipment from the Federation. And, you know, it's like you, these people either don't read trade journals or the, the technology of the Federation is so disparate and, and non, what is that, interchangeable yeah. that people just have no idea what other well, parts I mean, when of the you Federation think about it logistically, like, the, the Federation is at least spread out to where you can't get, like, you can't warp nine from, like, one side of it to another in, like, less than a day, right? Like, it's it's That's that big. True. So that means that if there's, like, a temporal difference between, let's say, the center of the Federation and the extremities of the Federation, um, there's going to be a, a function of um, inconsistency in, of information because of that temporal difference, right? I assume it's like yeah. rather large. Like, it takes a year to cross the Federation or something like that. Um, that that's been about my impression of it. Um, in Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah. By the way, we need to institute something called a Deep Space Nine jar. Oh, what's where? Uh, <laughs> every time, every time I mention Deep Space Nine, I put a quote. Uh, in the jar. <laughs> Look, you're looking uh, to become a millionaire soon. <laughs> yeah. I. They do mention that the trip from DS9 to the edge of the Federation to Earth takes a couple of months. Okay. So, um... So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you that. think about it. Like, if, um, you know, because electricity still needs to go... Uh, I mean, I assume... Is is warp nine supposed to be faster than light? Or is it, like, near light travel? Or do we know? Uh, I believe... I believe warp one is faster than light. Oh, damn, son. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so... Um... Warp 9 is incredibly faster than light. I, I think Im, full impulse is close to C as a okay. standard. So, I mean, yeah, um, then then it's weird that the Federation actually travels... Look how he's he's pressed all of those buttons like five times in that scene. Um, but it's weird <laughs> that how the, the Federation can travel faster than actually information can get to the extremities. Um, so it would make sense that there's some kind of disparate technology, disparate information spreading... Yeah. There's also the notion that um you know that, that that the federation's possibly run by science councils. Yeah. Um so you'd have the nerd science council and the starfleet shipbuilding science council yeah. that may not have very much overlap at all. You could even have bureaucratic yeah. competition between the two. Oh or, yeah, for sure. That's, that's definitely should be a thing. Um which which is complete speculation. Well, I mean it's bureaucracy. It's it's kind of like death and taxes. <laughs> um the, why the hell did they just beam this dude? Like, hey, here's my coordinates. Do you do you see a prone da- prone damaged life form? Yeah, beam that thing up. Like, no, we're no, we're gonna wait until data powers off a thing for reasons. Like, it just uh, like listen, I'm going to click my badge and just skate it over to like this thing. Beam my badge and whatever is next to it up to the Enterprise. Like, I don't. I mean, just in the time it took them, I, f- I figured out at least two ways. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah. get this. And so it's like, time is of the essence. Um, 
but they just wait until they. I assume because they have to do a scene change that they have to run to a different part of the station to uh, cut the power <laughs> off. Yeah, I guess. I um, yeah, there may not be a lot of emergency procedures here. Also, we get to see Yargo, and yeah, no, screw this, I'm going in. Yeah, yeah, no, she she's, she's a woman a of action for sure. That's I yeah. dig it. I'm like, yeah, Yarg, take charge, <laughs> man. All these, all yeah, these she, she's do nothing. <laughs> she's been in the backseat for a while now. Yeah, that's so, that's also um, a true story. And it, it's hard to let her do impetuous stuff when you have Data just doing Data yeah. stuff as to heal. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I am a competent child. <laughs> I know, he has, like, the, the curiosity <laughs> of a child, but he's, like, also a superhero. Exactly, and it's it's irritating sometimes. Oh, no, I, I could definitely get that, you know, because at some point in time, you have to recognize that he would have understood, like, an artificial neural network will eventually understand, like, like nuances of human communication, like, inside of months. So, I mean, I imagine, like, um, data would figure it out after a year or so yeah you would think so and that's one of the things is that i i assume from data's earlier i assume from the way data acts that in his earlier postings he was treated like a machine Ah, yeah maybe and so this is the first time people treated him like people and and, and so he's trying to put it all together yeah it's the first time people have actually encouraged him to explore i like this he's like he's all like yeah cool um i'm getting this is my this Data's is my favorite tingling. when he said, "Hey, Data, what's happening? Too much to explain." Like, there it it's great because it's so efficient communication. He's like, "I can't tell you right now. I'm I'm trying not to die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, I was gonna leave him in there, Captain. <laughs> he seems fine." <laughs> yeah, I like the data. Uh, Jordy's taking the time to to take charge of the situation. And report what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Which should not be overestimated. If that laser gets out and murders them all, they'll never know. What yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Tell that's true. <laughs> and then David's just like chill, not even a scorch mark. <laughs> like again, I just, I just imagine him just like frog like going from like like in a Matrix style scene where he's like jumping from the roof and the ceiling and the walls and all kinds of stuff. But I do, I do <laughs> like this how he, you know, this really gives you that other sense that data's not a human is when he says, Oh no, there's definitely a, a it was definitely mind against mind because it, it changed tactics. <laughs> like he had the, yeah. the, he just was able to calculate, like, Oh cool. I can dodge it. Oh, interesting. It's while he was like dodging for his life, you know, he's able <laughs> to kind of do this analysis. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, it's a good use of data because it, this is what hooks them into the action, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and like um, I do, kind of like this here. Like homeboy is worried about his drill, uh, probably because he built it and he, that was like his. He was the one that had to maintain it, and you have the passionless data say, "Hey, I had no choice, man." And he's like, "Oh, dude, you don't understand. I built this from scraps." <laughs> <sighs> so, I, I like these outfits. I know we haven't gone over it much yeah. yet, but. I, I like these these outback suits these people. I kind of wanted them like when I saw when I see them now like I like the the flap right, but I kind of want instead of buttons because you see how there's like like they don't work because or I guess maybe when you button them up it's like two rows of buttons is what it looks like, but I would have liked them to be like magnets 
to where you just like the magnets are the class themselves. That would have been kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um. Yeah. I, and I I just I like them. I think I think I, I think they close up, but we, they never put that to the test. Yeah. There's never a time yeah. where they they button it up. But it's just like when mask. you look at when you see a when you see a, a a row of buttons on a garment and then like a flap that looks like it goes over that garment that also has buttons, then you have to assume. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know, no, because those buttons then would be hidden, so it would be one row. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It just—it's weird that the, there are two buttons. Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, this guy, um, the chief scientist. I think his name is Walter Gotell. Uh huh. I mean, you recognize him stuff. I think he was. Um, I think he was a KGB guy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's familiar to you, right? I'm, I'm not just giving you back files on some guy what that you never saw before. Right? Um, he's not that familiar to me. But I wouldn't like. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not terribly good at that kind of stuff. I like that we're sure. seeing uh, a little bit more Worf here, like just like kind of like Worf being part of the crew. Like you know, I feel like he he isn't like the times that I've seen him. It's just kind of he shows up and then he leaves, and he shows up and he leaves. Yeah, I. You know if. <laughs> okay. All right. No. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, we'll fill in. No. Um. <laughs> They're just chilling. like, oh, cool. Riker's gonna say something. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> just like, because they bromance it up sometimes. One will say something, and one's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like you expect that to happen. Instead, Riker's like, mm, meh. I, I got a whole yeah, mouthful yeah, yeah. of stuff. I can't. But mm, yeah. Jordy, mm. tell me what your mechanical eyes see. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we were talking about this earlier. Jordy's vision is generally better than a tricorder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, we have this cool thing that is Federation technology, and there's also this prosthesis, which is better than Federation technology, but also Federation technology. It's like, okay, well, shouldn't shouldn't the tricorder be upgraded? Nah, we got Jordy. It's fine. Well, I mean, the tricorder. You know, it has a processor inside of it, and it has a teeny tiny screen. Um, Jordy, however, uh, uses his his brain to process those, that, that sort of Those data, sound right? like excuses, and I want results. <laughs> Give me a tricorder that's as good as Jordy's eyes. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I get so. that. Uh, it uses the brains. Um, and, you know, as humans, this is kind of weird, like, how Data's, like, whispering into his ear. <laughs> 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 like it's almost yeah. like he's trying to tell a scary story, <laughs> like 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 mess with Jordy. Hey, this guy's name's Melosa, right? Melosa, the guy who got murdered. Oh, Melison or something. Yeah, it's not. It's oh, not. Yeah, it's not. It? Mal, they don't do it French ways. Melosa. No, oh, well, I um. So here's Wesley. You know, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but it's like okay, um, like I'm not saying that, uh, you know, like. I don't know. Just Wesley's here. He doesn't do anything, and then he vanishes again. And it's like, why the hell is he even in this scene then? <laughs> but then Wes, people also bitch when Wesley saves the ship. So I don't know what you, what you people. I want so okay. He's the one. Roddenberry is the one who started this. All right. Firstly, <laughs> you know, making this kid Wonderkin like be able to do all this other kind of stuff. So here we have like a whole bunch of technical people, a leader, and a medical officer 
all doing stuff, and then Wesley's like, oh, pretty. As we go, why is he here? Whatever his function should be covered by both Data and Jordy. He's not doing like... Maybe this is his bedroom. (laughs) It probably is his bedroom. Why is your bed in here? Why is your bed in here, Wesley? He's like, oh, Mom... um, Mom had some extra work, so she kicked me out, and so I'm sleeping in the medical lab. <laughs> uh, we should really report your mom to, like, social services. <laughs> so I like this graphic. You know, it's not, it's not the most daring of statements. No, it's good. But yeah. uh, it's infected. Uh, what I really like is the effect that they've done here. You know, they've essentially like, gotten, like, an LED, um, and it kind of... Uh, it 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 work like uh, you like it, it looks like it's kind of in the um like this dome bubble or whatever like that's an actual light I, I think it was a good effect instead of like just some stupid CGI something I yeah. always I always yeah. appreciate practical effects right it's uh it's an interesting one <laughs> yeah so I uh the premise is a fascinating one yeah. A weird inorganic life form native to a planet. The Federation slowly killing it with their terraforming. Yeah, yeah you know, and um, it's one of like uh, this is to me. This is like a good sci-fi episode because they're all they're still trying to puzzle out. Like, yeah, what's... I, I like the premise of terraforming. Yeah. Terraforming is, I think, a fairly um, ground level bit of sci-fi that people don't talk about. A yeah, lot. like that's one of the things that I think is really cool about Eclipse Phase is that. Um, you know, terraforming, um, terraforming Mars, like, in, is part of the culture on Mars, and, um, and to me, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, if this, if this thing was a pop-up in Stellaris, I would destroy these things. <laughs> but I respect, Star- yeah. I respect Starfleet for saying that we're <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we're, um, yeah, we're more like Romulans or Klingons when it comes to Stellaris. <laughs> I mean, look, we need the planets to beat the bad guys. <laughs> but what? But what if? Game. What if we are the bad guys? <laughs> uh, that's possible. <laughs> then it's to beat the worst guys. There's always worst guys. Yeah, there. that is true. That's true. Even though smug, peaceful members of the space like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Damn them in their open-minded xenophilic <laughs> yeah. ways. Xenophilic pacifist ways. The nerve. Lording their cooperation. <laughs> They do. They do it in such a smug fashion. They're like, "Do you want to come to have dinner?" I'm like, no. We can, How dare yeah, we can you. make our own fool you food, you monsters. <laughs> How dare you? What? You've given us food not made by slaves? <laughs> oh, the gall! So, uh, the gall of this. So, like, it's always weird that the person who shoots the guns is also the chief of security. Yeah. How do you? How do He's you also mean? the chief of investigating crime. Oh yeah, like that's ER. Well, I mean, if, it's like uh, if, yeah. If, if Deus, S, Deus X taught me anything, um, security jobs are a lot cooler than I thought they were. <laughs> Apparently, like like you're, uh, being a security like expert in security also means that you have really cool cool weapons. Also means you get a private jet. Also means you get to do murder mysteries. All that stuff. If you kill enough bad guys, you get the jet, right? <laughs> they don't just give you the jet at the start. Um, well... You've got to be, like, a senior special agent at the FBI before you get your own yeah, Well, no, oh, yeah, I guess so. But it's more like Blackwater in this instance. <laughs> like, we are security. It's like, oh, no, I totally read those air quotes. I know they're not there, but they're there. The air quotes are there. 
I it's interesting that this is construed as a really poorly constructed murder mystery, uh-huh. even though we sort of have like the culprit in custody. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have it in custody, but we don't know that we have it in custody. We just it's kind of like a um oh, a whole bunch of people are dead and the shiny thing that we found What's the shiny thing? We don't know. Okay, let's figure out what the shiny thing is. The shiny thing's are, the killer. <laughs> are they getting Kaiser Sozade by an LED? <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> In all fairness, the LED does replicate eventually. Uh, uh, it, yeah, isn't I, it, is it just me or was it weird that Troy was like, um, yeah, but uh, Riker, you might have better luck getting some information out of the female, you know? Give her the D, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> she needs him to move on. Yeah, it's like, listen, she needs him I to need move you on. to stop sending me drunken, like, text messages. <laughs> you know, every time mm. you, you drink a little bit too much ale and you and you start looking at your softcore porn harp, harpsichord players. <laughs> I get a holographic D in my inbox. <laughs> Just every time, and like now, I, I've reported it constantly. But because you're the second in command, apparently um, you're not. You know, it's your first offense, even though I've reported it twenty times. You have twenty first offenses records. Uh, what I'm telling you, I'm topical. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So, um, so yeah, um, it's just right. So yeah, no, Yar Yar should be doing this. Yeah, there's no reason why she shouldn't. <laughs> in, or, or in so much as. I would say, like, Yar or Troy. Like, Troy's like a counselor. If she knew that you was sad, like... Literally go, psychic. Yeah, go be the counselor, Troy. That's your job. It's it's yeah. in your name, counselor Troy. Yeah. There's like, no, yeah. you should go, Riker, because, you know, you know, you know, you know why you should go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how he's just, like, so, like, hovering over it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, but the glowy thing is like, no, I'm just here to get back to my looks at a pad, a pad, <laughs> so I can <laughs> see my daughter again. Looks at Wesley, Mary Sue. <laughs> I she's just. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Uh, what I like about this episode is that they have yeah. the the rules of the light beings, or I don't even think we get a name for them. Um, the or crystal brain is that what they call them? Crystal brain or something? That sounds about right. Yeah. I can't. I would. Yeah, you know, they're, they're natives to this planet, whatever yeah. this stupid planet's yeah. name is. Well, so um, the crystal brains, uh, you know, like the rules that govern them, like that they re- replicate, and then there's like a a calm. You know, we see these showcased before it ex- is explained to us what it is. So they they have the rules and they follow them consistently throughout the episode, which is nice. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh... You know, and again, this is this is science. This is junior high grade science, but it's still yeah, science. Yeah. So, it's, it's um, it, it acknowledges I don't know, a certain set of biological rules behind these things. Yes. Oh, look, can you see the fiber optics in the close up? Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, like they had these little quarantine fields. This is actually something that ends up coming up later. What's that? In the series. Those little quarantine fields. Yeah, it was kind of interesting how she was like, uh-oh, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> like, she was the... Because I, I I'm like, quarantine? What? But I guess you're the medical officer. Yeah. And she gets to take charge of this for yeah. for reasons. 
It's, it's kind of weird that there's not, like, a manual quarantine seal. You know what I mean? Like, they, at first they try to do it, like... Like, it seems like it's poor design, right? Like, some engineer, they're all engineering the Enterprise. Andrew's like, hey, we need to do quarantine seals. Okay, cool. Um, so just, you know, patch in the quarantine module into the power device and we'll just make it control on the bridge. Okay, that sounds good. What if we're out of power? Uh... <laughs> That'll yeah. never happen. If they're out of power, the Enterprise is dead. So who cares? If if they're what out, like if, what if it's what just like one if part? It, here's the deal. <laughs> if 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 you've seen Rogue One, you may have suspected that everyone, every scientist, engineer, freaking computer scientist, and administrator in the Empire hates the Empire. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why you have the ridiculous catwalks, the lack of handrails, yeah, the insane computer. Uh, data storage. I love the. I love that they introduced that premise because now you can just see it everywhere. I'm like, oh, this poor design is because like some dude's rogue ro- running Starfleet. It, <laughs> it explains everything about the Empire in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. In Star Trek, I think people just build on the assumption that it's not going to break. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course it won't break. They're like what? Yeah, no, we use a force field. What if the force fields fail? Come on, it's the twenty fourth century. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like they it's they fun. just have this ad hominem argument for everything. What? It's Starfleet technology. It never fails. Your your scanner what, what, broke what, what, yesterday. What, it's in the shop. What do you mean it never what, failed? What if they run out of power? They're Starfleet. They're the ones that put a man on the moon. <laughs> Save Apollo thirteen. It's, They'll manage. I don't think that's historically accurate. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Starfleet went to the moon. Or Or even a valid argument. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, So, yeah. It's just weird. It seems like you were like, all right. Because that could have totally been something like Worf and Yardu. Like, all right, listen, we're going to have to do the manual protocol. Um, expendables, I mean security team, um, you know, go, go, um, manually seal a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how Picard here is like, like raking this dude over the coals. He's like, great. Now I have like a war with these microscopic beans. It is all your fault, (laughs) jackass. That little, oh yes, please do tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And you can play that no one's sassy anymore. Yeah. So, um, so here we we're aware that that they know these uh, these incredibly eighties people were. Aware. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were. I guess they were told like it's like, hey, listen, we were told, so we just thought of a thing, you know, like, like we just didn't look for stuff. It's like, well, you didn't see, but there were these weird patterns. Like it seems like it's like, oh, cool. Like, like, cause he even says like, I thought it was just a phenomenon. Located on this planet, unique to this planet, like, and so you didn't investigate further. <laughs> like, you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, call the team back and say, "Hey, listen, we need you to investigate this phenomenon. Make sure it doesn't have anything to do with life." Like, uh, he he said they did not want to see, which I think it is admission enough. They had they had people higher in authority than them saying, "Yeah, no, that's okay." And when they the boots on the ground were like, oh, "This doesn't seem right," they kind of went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah, because I mean, not 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 because they wanted paychecks, because this is the federation. Well, I think I th- but... I think it was. I mean, you know, the 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 excuse that they gave early on was given by Troy, which is, oh, they're just obsessive personalities, so it's fine. Like they just <laughs> they don't understand details because terraforming terraformers. Yeah, I <clears throat> the. If, if there's some sort of salient social message here, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't life life comes in different shapes. Yeah. Well, meh. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't really apply to us. 
Um, you know, unless there's something spelling out, you know, messages in, in the milk of your coffee or something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so for us, the takeaway is like, these people were so obsessed with getting their jobs done and doing their jobs. They, they never stopped to ask, you know, if they should do it. Yeah. They never said, uh, eh, you know, this is gonna be really bad for the job. Maybe, maybe the entire line of, of what we do is going to be called into question if we diligently report this, but. Well, it is kind of... Uh, we should report yeah, this. Well, it is kind of... I like, I like this little scene right here. I, I, I want to get back to that because... But, like, this little scene's great because they're all, like, analyzing things and then Morph has, like, this old person moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I guess they're trying to, like, analyze. It's like, oh, this is a conductor. This is a, a generator. And here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't asking you. It's cute. It's a like, cute little wharf moment. Mm-hmm. And here we have here we have a professional ensign. <laughs> she, <laughs> she must be like in her like early forties, and she's still an ensign. That sucks, man. It makes her happy. <laughs> okay. Makes her satisfied. Anyway, so back to back to what we're talking about with respect to the um, the 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 social message. You know, one of the things that you could maybe say is just how there's a certain amount of bureaucracy, like when bureaucracy. Um, like gets a certain head of steam about it, it almost like starts functioning for its own sake and ignores like maybe the reasons why it was founded. So like say terraforming is, you know, as the doctor mentions later to create life, not destroy it. Um, you know, that's maybe its mission's goal, but when, um, you know, terraforming becomes its own thing, and it's like, oh yeah, we signed all these papers, we got all this funding, this never happens, everything's just, you know, everything's all lining up, time to go. You don't want to be the guy that's like, <laughs> uh, actually, I think there might have been an oversight. What do you mean, what oversight? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there, there's inertia, and there's a will to do things. Right. Um, so it's, it's hard to, to do the breaks with inertia, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And this episode isn't about that either. It's not, about, it could, it's not about having the courage yeah. and it could to have stop been that because it, when you got yeah. there and, like, like they send Melanson to the death room <laughs> um, or whatever his name is, uh, that, yeah. you know, like, there definitely is. It's like, what do you mean? I got to go now? Like, he's almost like he's getting sent to, like, <laughs> the sweat box or something. Like, he knew that something wrong was going to happen and then he died. Yeah. And that would be interesting. Like, it would be interesting if at the end of this they're like, would you still killed Melanson? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Through negligence or but, something. But like, again, so you're, it's just like, eh, it's not really messages us out here. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the very, if you the to- very weak message I got was just like, oh, um, different perspectives like you know life comes in different shapes and and um you just have to be open-minded and and be more curious or whatever melon song yeah melon song i um you know sorry but there's sort of like uh if you have to lie about something maybe maybe you're doing something wrong yeah there's the whole i mean there there's always the the belief is like, oh, other people wouldn't understand. They they would react unfairly. It's like, well, well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, lying, lying kind of denotes a few things, um, a little bit more than just doing some, something wrong sometimes. But yeah, like generally, if you're uncomfortable about a thing that you're doing, then maybe you should examine like what you're actually doing. 
I mean, lying to Nazis, okay. Lying to Jean-Luc Picard, well, yeah, you're I mean, like, think I'm thinking about like, let's say the '50s and '60s. People who were homosexual lied about it because if they were truthful about it, they'd get beaten to death. Oh yeah. So that's what I was talking about about lying to Nazis. It's like yeah. you know, I mean, it's perfectly okay to lie. Anne Frank's in your attic, yeah. and Nazis are like, yeah, you don't oh, need oh, Anne Frank's in your mean, attic. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> nope, nope, all yeah, fresh people, fresh out of Anne Frank's here. <laughs> yeah. We so have some I, uh, ballpark tranks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I can only imagine a Nazi, eat, a Nazi officer eating one of those disgusting Chicago hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. that was a kosher dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're back to this. Yeah, yeah. So now we have like a quarantine like situation. Um, and we're trying to figure uh, out like situation what's going that. On. Situation that calls for quarantine, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Like, he has, yeah. a, <laughs> he has a few, like, of those lines where it's, like, a quicker rapport with our computers. And they don't really land. And I guess maybe they don't all have to, but just... It feels like they should have landed. Like, they should have... Like, like they should... They were intended for a chuckle, and there's just no chuckle to be found. Hmm. It's a summation. It's It's their... They're telling the stakes to the audience. By the way, I will I will point out you will not see Wesley again in this episode, um, from what <laughs> fire, if my memory serves. And so it's like, what the hell? Like, why was he there in the first place? Put him back, dude. Put contract. him back in his closet and get him back to homework. <laughs> look, 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 look. There's gonna be multiple times in series where people who are under contract to appear in X number of episodes are sort of wheeled into episodes. <laughs> To fulfill that obligation, and they just sort of fade back out. <laughs> or you know, so, some some roles are eliminated in the writing process. Oh, wow. Marina Sirtis, who plays Troy, she talks a lot about how if she says like a few things to do in in some episodes, they would just a director would be like, uh, whoever else, you don't have to do this. You just get out of here. She's like, oh, thanks. Glad I don't have to act today. Yeah, my old job, <laughs> the thing I'd like to get just, better at. <laughs> yeah, I've devoted like my life to, to doing. doing. <laughs> yeah. Thing that I went through a lot of to get here for, <laughs> yeah. like to do that. They're like, no, 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 that's not. So, so this is uh, kind of so yeah, no, maybe this is kind of an yeah. interesting thing. What I like about this is that they're going through kind of like the problem solving deal, but they're failing. Like they're going through like, okay, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And just like at each point in time, uh, but they eventually do find something that succeeds. Um, once they get a little bit more information, and I, I think that's important to see that uh, you you know they they are in kind of a bad spot here, but they keep trying. Hmm. Exactly, which is the heart of this series. Whenever whenever Picard says, "I guess we're detectives," I'm like, "Yeah, no that that's the premise, John Luke. Yeah, yeah, that is He's the premise." Dixon hilling it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, a lot of these, it's easy to think that TNG loses a lot in the rewatching because a lot of these are mystery stories, yeah. right? So you go into the front of this and you're like, oh, the scientist is being so obtuse about the aliens that he's hiding the genocide of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they were so um, small. They weren't as big as me. That's why they weren't important. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, the gig's up. So why rewatch this? I don't, I don't know if people watch Murder, She Wrote. Oh, yeah, but, I watched Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> so much Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> pe- 
people watch the <laughs> out of Golden Girls still. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's so, also true. Also true. So the deal is, is oh, that um, this series <laughs> is about the mysteries, yeah, but it's also about the methodology behind the mysteries, and to a lesser extent, the the craft that goes into this show, the the acting, the writing, the characters, yeah, the tone. Well, you know, and and um, I think that's you know we were we, Holly and I um, watched uh, a movie last night, and oh. it was bad. <laughs> well, not bad, bad. But it was like. <laughs> It was essentially like a, um, you know, it, it was like, oh, these people got to survive and they got to fight a bear, and then one of them like like eventually comes out of the forest in the end, and mm. but you looked at like some of the factual inconsistencies of like the storytelling, and you realize like it seems as if the internet is what kind of gave us like these these hyper factual like movies like things are more realistic because it's easier. To determine if things are more like what would really happen, you know, it seems mm. at some point in time in the storytelling, it was just, well, what should happen here? I don't know. Um, uh, the bear charges at him. Would the bear charge when it has something sticking out of its side? Eh, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I think that movies have always been kind of stupid, um, simply because people who make movies think people who watch movies are kind of stupid. And people who make movies are stupid, and they're made by committees. <laughs> by the we're stupidest all stupid. Parts of Everybody's the stupid here. <laughs> um, so, like, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of idiot factors in the making of a movie. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, and I think the fact that we haven't seen stupid movies vanish with the appearance of the internet shows that it's not. There's never really like, oh, it was just too hard to learn about terraforming. Well, I, no, I, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I buy that because I remember in like the late '90s, there definitely seemed to be more of a realism in movies than there was previously. Um, you know, and just I guess less of a creative, creative license, more of a if you can find a realistic reason for a thing, then make that thing happen. If. I think that there are really just more and louder, critical, yet stupid nerds on the internet <laughs> willing to take movies to tasks for things. Maybe so. I, th- I think we do get more movies now that are intentionally stupid, that are just like, look, this this is the waiver you have to sign to suspend your disbelief when you walk in. There's no denying what's going to happen right, next. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you walk, I think that's fine. So when you walk into Shortnado 2. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, right. There's no. Extra, I mean, even to a lesser extent, Pacific Rim. I love Pacific yeah. Rim, but Pacific Rim is like ridiculous premise. The movie, <laughs> and well, five stars. I mean, it's great. Oh, well, I mean, I think sometimes it's fun. <laughs> Congratulate Oppelated Wesley scene, um, and uh, <laughs> you know. I, but I think it is sometimes fun to say, "Hey, look, we're going to do a thing. Like, here's a wacky premise. Now we're going to work backwards in the wacky premise with some realism and." And when you do that, like, kind of interesting creative things happen. You know, it's like, oh, well, what if um, the Smurfs had things growing out of their foreheads and lived underwater? Okay, now we have the Snorks. (laughs) You know, and... Okay. No, you didn't like my... I missed a jump in logic Yeah, well, I mean, you never watched the Snorks, did you? (laughs) I did not. I'm the only one with Snork jokes, okay? (laughs) Okay, I will leave those... (laughs) Securely in your hands, sir. So, this is like a weirdly yeah. like poignant scene, isn't it? Like, is it just because the lights are dimmed, or I mean, the way he's delivering these lines, he's like, um, "I'm sending them to their deathbed," or like, oh, "I'm just so anguished." <laughs> like, it's 
Look, look, it's all look, freaks, look at that dude. It's freak. What? Like you just said, it's gravitas. <laughs> yeah, but why? It's gravitas in human form. But like, why? Like, why has he got the gravitas? I don't get it. Because he's Jonathan. Goddamn. <laughs> I walk into a scene. There's gravitas. Damn it. <laughs> it's the magic of directing and, and acting and, and music. Honestly. Well, yeah, but um, why? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not begrudging that. I'm curious about. The reasons. I guess they're all realizing oh. that he killed like a crazy amount of people. I don't know. And all, and all those people are getting their sorries. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> this this episode, more than anything else, seems like it's ready for this episode to yeah, end. Yeah, no, they're... it's like we're taking over the computer. We're at war. Actually, we're pretty cool with you. We just don't like <laughs> you that much. Now that you found our, we're not at war. Now that you found our <laughs> weakness, there is time to bargain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it yeah like if, we did a thing. It seems like if they were at war, they would be willing to die. You know what I mean? Like, they, I feel like there should have been like some no, we will uh, we'll fight to the last because you'll kill our crystal babies or something. <laughs> something. You know, they were just like, no, nah, no, nah, we're sorry, it's a misunderstanding. Well, but they could have had we'll, a misunderstanding we'll plan, before. So. Like, these aren't intelligent <laughs> folks. I feel. I feel like they're just like mm. we're super mad and we have the upper hand, so we're gonna press it. It's like, ah, no, Riker should you don't have, have that brand anymore. All right, cool, let's do peace. <laughs> Riker should have attempted an awkward fist bump. Cool. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, cool. go in and be like, ow, ow, my knuckles. <laughs> Put it up to the rock. <laughs> cool now? You cool? Yeah, yeah. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave me hanging. I'm not going to beat you out unless you leave me, don't leave me hanging. So, yeah. Boof. Boof. Not bad. Just Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. It's just, it's kind of, it's definitely middle of the road. Um yeah, like this. I think this is this is the quickest recording. I think. Yeah. Uh, to make we're we're kind of done with it. Yeah. So final thoughts, home soil. Um, middle of the road, home soil. Um, like I feel like it. It Wesley was immaterial. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's it's nothing really. All right. Well, I'm sure there are worse things than Wesley being in the background and barely in an episode. Yeah. Next week we're watching Coming of Age. Ah, speaking of Wesley, here he is. Here he is in the picture. <laughs> Um, so we get some weird kind of alien dude at a terminal. Wesley with like, I don't know if I'd say a smile or a smirk, but he looks like he's, he's not like in a neutral, like it looks like he's approaching happiness, uh, in his like facial demeanor. Um, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if what I'm looking at is like a teacher student thing, like he's about to show off. Um, and here we get, uh, underneath... While Wesley Crusher takes a Starfleet Academy entrance exam, Captain Picard and the Enterprise are subjected to an investigation by Starfleet. Wait, don't tell me he takes the, um, the Rougarou or whatever it is. Um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he does not take the Kobayashi Oh, Kobayashi Maru, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was about to say, if he does, <laughs> if he takes the Kobayashi Maru and finds yet another way to get over it, I'm just going to no, be so no, there, livid. So livid. There, there are limits. Okay. There are limits. Thank you. God. <laughs> so. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a Wesley, okay. Wesley, heavy, Wesley heavy episode. But I'm kind of 50-50 on him right now. It seems like maybe I'm hoping they found his stride. Like he isn't. He doesn't have to be the guy. I think the last few times that we've seen him. He didn't have to be a guy to solve it. He's actually part of a team, which I'm totally comfortable with. I just wish they would have started out that way. Yeah. I, I actually think this might be the last Wesley Heavy episode of the season. Oh, okay. So, for what that's worth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so, kind of curious yeah. about 
how what Starfleet's getting investigated by maybe for like child labor mm-hmm. laws or Wesley Crusher finally gets caught up <laughs> social services finally catches <laughs> up with her <laughs> uh, we'll find out next week and until then remember, remember Rand. Rand hey I'll make this less than 60 seconds because no one likes credits Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures we're watching this on Netflix streaming talking over Skype and recording our conversation with Alamoto Call Recorder All editing is done with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder, and our files are hosted on vanvelding.com. With DreamPress hosting, run with WordPress. Thank you, and remember, Rand.